Hello and welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser Podcast. Today we are going to continue our conversations with some of the most amazing health and wellness experts that I know. And today we have a special treat. We have Elena Jane and she owns multiple businesses that are rooted in the beauty, health, and wellness industry. She has Be Fruitiful, which is her Instagram page that she shares so many amazing tips on her journey through healing her body and her mind through food. And Free Your Glow, which is such a really cool concept that she has as a collaborative where they share recipes and do challenges and things like that, all with really healthy food that is meant to heal your body and your mind. She also has an amazing beauty studio and a wellness studio here in Midland, actually two of them, one called Onyx and one called Aura. Uh, So she is a local Midland, Michigan girl. She lives in my town and we'll talk a little bit about how we met and made that connection through the beauty industry. It's really funny. She used to be a hairdresser and now she focuses her time and attention on helping others to discover how to heal through food when she She's not working at her studio here in Michigan, doing microblading and doing aesthetics, and she does some tattooing. She really seriously does it all, and she's just such an absolute sweetheart. You guys are going to love what she has to say and her insight on adrenal fatigue, healing her mind and body, her personal journey, and different ways that you can do what's right for you and start to be more intuitive with your body and just learning how to love yourself more. So plug in and tune out and join us for this episode of Limitless Hairdresser with Elena Jane. Have you ever felt stressed about getting your books full, anxious when a color isn't going right, or just had complete lack of clarity on your next move in your career? I found myself losing way too much sleep over that one color disaster or worrying about what's next when I hit a plateau. Over the last several years, I've felt moved to dig deeper into solving this problem so I can be my best for my clients, my family, and my overall life experience, aka do some really amazing high-level stuff while having fun and truly enjoying the journey. What I have found that works best is meditation. Meditation helps us to identify our struggles and navigate them internally so that we can operate on a high vibe, mega progressive, and nothing can get in my way kind of level. I have put together this four-part guided meditation album just for you. It's meant to be used as many times as you need and as often as you like. Post-meditation, you'll find yourself feeling lighter, more empowered, and ready to reach those high-level dreams I know you have. Join me as we tap into our inner selves by attracting abundance into our lives, working through stressful situations, eliminating anxious feelings, and gaining clarity on our path. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, I want to give you 50% off our guided meditation album. All you have to do is go to kellymason.com backslash shop, click the meditation album, and at checkout, type in Limitless 50, and that will give you 50% off the meditation album, and it's yours to keep forever. Drop us a line on Instagram at Limitless Hairdresser. Take a screenshot of you listening and let us know what you think. We love you and hope that you love this episode. Hello, my friend. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so excited about this. It's going to be fun. I know. I know. I'm actually nervous. I'm nervous. And oh. it's funny because I do this stuff like often, but I'm usually on the other end. So I'm like, <laughs> oh God, the tables have turned. <laughs> I know. I haven't been interviewed on a podcast yet, so I don't really know how I'll feel on the opposite side. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like surprised because usually I just kind of, you know, it is different. I'm like, what am I going to say? What's going to happen? You know, but (laughs) I'm excited that it's kind of going to be that I don't really know. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and where Elena started on this adventure of, you know, all of these businesses that you have now that are grounded in health and wellness and beauty? Thank you, Kelly. So, hi, you guys. Um, to just introduce myself, uh, my name's Elena, and I guess things for me started, it was before I actually opened my own business um, with taking care of myself. Um, and all of 
the health and food everything was really just an extension of me being young and trying to figure myself out like going through college and basically feeling mentally and emotionally really disconnected from myself and trying to get back to myself somehow without using pharmaceutical drugs <laughs> and that's kind of you know that was that was definitely where things started it was just me starting to realize that I just didn't feel very happy and I felt like something was off and so I started exploring food and um I just noticed like right away just making little changes I mean I was like a kid of the 90s you know I grew up on like coca-cola and mcdonald's and yeah my mom made us meals at night but it was like i don't know if i ever ate a ton of fruit a ton of vegetables you know i was just like i was just a pretty normal 90s kid um when all this stuff wasn't really being stressed about nutrition and um so when i started to change my diet which to me at the time when i was younger it was just really like cutting out sugar um, taking some random B vitamin supplements, um, just little changes like that. I started to notice that I actually started feeling better. Um, so I knew from, from a young age, um, when I started experimenting with this stuff that there was a connection, um, and I wanted to pursue it. I became really fascinated by how I could actually change the way I felt just by the way I was taking care of myself and, um, just, through time, you know, going through school. I went through beauty school. I was a hairdresser um, for for quite some time and then transitioned uh, more into aesthetics um, and opened my own um, beauty studio uh, with a focus on what I wanted to be just like organics and um, taking care of yourself in a more holistic way. I really wanted that to be the underlying message. So I opened Aura Organic Beauty Studio uh, in Midland. Um, and that was in 2012. So yeah, isn't it so funny too how we became connected? Because yeah, <laughs> I just want to tell the them <laughs> this funny story yes. that when Elena was opening up her beauty studio, which is now called Aura, I was opening up. We live in the same city, so I was opening up uh, my salon, which is Lux the salon, and we have this really funky street where we live in Midland, Michigan called Ashman. <laughs> and it goes from like this circular mm, kind of area and it goes on a one-way street down to our downtown, which is where I am. Well, when I was opening up Lux, the salon, I was all excited. I was, you know, my first business and I'm getting my uh, logos done and all the fun stuff. And, um, as I was transitioning into opening, one of my clients was like, are you opening two locations? <laughs> so and I'm like, no, what? No. They're like, well, there's this other one um, called Lux. Was it Lux Salon or Lux Studio? Yeah, I think I just had it as just Lux. Lux. Just straight. Yeah, yeah. I was opening Lux too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were both in, both opening up Lux at the same time and we did not know it at all. On the same street, on Ashman Street, but on two d- opposite ends of the city. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I, I kind of panicked a little bit because I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to be so confused. Not only oh, is yeah, it both we're... called Locks, but it's on the same street. Yeah, we're both on Ashman. Yeah. And I think our addresses are like really similar mm-hmm. too. Like I'm 128 and I'm 125. Ashman. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange it's just it's bizarre so crazy it is and I was so embarrassed when I found, figured that out because someone um, a mutual friend of ours was like hey like there's a did you know there's a salon opening that's next downtown <laughs> like you were already in motion with it you know where I had just like got a DBA and like all this kind of stuff and I was like I can't like, believe oh, they let you I can't no. believe that even happened I don't know how they let that isn't happen. that so it's so yeah it's so strange yeah. um but I was like instantly like, oh, that's just, that's not going to work. And I, um, at the time, I mean, I remember I would spend so much time like writing out, like I knew I wanted the name to be like either three or four letters. It's funny. Cause it was in my mind. Like I just saw like this simple name. Um, and so I would just spend so much time just writing out like all the different combinations of words and letters. And so I knew I was like, you know, what? I know that there's, <laughs> there's a real 
there's a name for me in this, you know, but I did. I loved the idea just like Lux. I think that's so cool how we're connected that way because Lux is a measurement of light, which I, yes, coming to to know you, (laughs) I know that that's actually like a deeper meaning to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, so I, I love that, that we're connected by the light, really. Yes. <laughs> oh, know, my god. That's kind of our, that's sort of our, our connection. Mm. I think we both have that drive within the beauty industry to, like, bring out, you know, like, it's not just about the surface stuff. There's so much more going on underneath. Exactly. It's funny, when I did pick the name Lux, it was going to be L-U-X-E, and my husband was like, oh, it's so much more modern if you just drop the e and it's l-u-x okay i I like that and everyone kept asking me like oh i love the name like what did you come up with the name and like secretly i had done all this research and figuring out that lux was a measurement of luminosity like how much light is shining and also it kind of parallels like this um place where it's very high end but not in a pretentious way but in a way that you feel like really taken care of and you know that you're going to get something of really high quality too so it kind of just all melded together in this little perfect thing but yeah yeah I know and it's and perfect aura is for perfect what you're doing too so see the universe yeah, just I sometimes do. has different plans like we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly and I did like yeah aura became you know, super special to me, um, just overall, and just the way it's morphed over time. I mean, it's gone through many different phases and, um, you know, and that's where I think all of this nutritional, everything comes into play because as just an entrepreneur, as an artist, as a creator, like, you know, it's, our minds can run 24 (laughs) seven with ideas and it's just like pure excitement sometimes. Like, and that's been probably the biggest lesson for me with aura is realizing like it was it's literally my heart and soul like that place is I couldn't love it more it's like a child to me it's like I just think about it constantly and for um you know especially like the first five years like it was just all I lived and breathed and thought about and it was excitement it was all good and I didn't realize just really how that excitement and that rush it's still adrenaline (laughs) it's still stress it's just like not like stress I've learned is not negative. Like stress is just the pressure. Stress is just the ride. It's the rush. And um, I've had to learn to regulate my excitement <laughs> as well as, you know, the opposite of that, like the frustrations of, you know, being a business owner. And so the nutritional stuff that I do and the food and everything that I learned you know, years ago really came into play hardcore for me um, as a business owner because I really had to learn how to take care of myself. Um, and I had I learned that the hard way too <laughs> by ending up in situations where I was running my adrenaline way too hard and like pushing my body to a point where it just, things started to collapse around me <laughs> physically and I had to really take a step back. Can you talk to us a little bit about like the the adrenaline like I know this is a common thing we're hearing about a lot is like adrenal fatigue and things like that I'm personally going through a similar thing where I did not know that even existed and really what it was except from kind of reading what you've been doing um through you know your presence on your website and your social media and then you know going through my own, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with my body as I have like lost 30% of my hair and tried being vegan and tried taking out gluten. And I've literally done every single diet and like, I guess diet in quotations, but like lifestyle of eating and kind of coming to the conclusion that it was more my adrenals being fatigued, which is Mm -hmm. from being stressed, but I didn't realize it was stress because I'm so excited because <laughs> I'm exactly. just creating and creating and creating a podcast and creating classes and all this stuff that it's like undetected until your bot, my body physically is like, Hey Kelly, <laughs> we've got these things happening. So now you're going to have to deal with it. So mm-hmm. maybe tell us a little bit about like what that is and how you've, you know, worked through it with 
with food? Adrenal fatigue is probably the topic that's closest to my own heart right now and the thing that I'm most passionate about really sharing um, as a message uh, because it has affected my life dramatically in ways that I could have never ever even imagined um, could happen, you know, uh, because same Kelly, like just the excitement of things, that's kind of where I was at. And it really, for me, didn't become obvious that it was adrenal, the things that my body was going through was adrenal related um, until like very far actually into my own healing when I was already uh, dramatically changing my diet and taking a lot of herbs and doing all these things and like exploring a whole bunch of different ways to take care of myself and it all of a sudden started to become really obvious to me because I would see how I became there there just basically became a point in my own healing journey um, just over even the last two years where I started to see cycles um, with how my body would respond to stress um, and just simply things like being really active. Like if I had like a week where I was super busy, like going out and doing a bunch of things and uh, talking to a lot of people, um, even simple things like listening to a lot of music, which see, these are all the things like we take for granted, like the stimulation on our bodies. Like, you know, we, we take these things for granted until the body starts to malfunction. Like, listening to music, um, talking on the phone, like all these things actually take a lot of presence and stability for the body to be able to manage because it's all this sensory input. And the adrenals are really in charge of making sure we can function and do these normal things in life. And when the adrenals start to malfunction and are overworked and we're just basically producing adrenaline, Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything in the body is affected. It's so corrosive to the nervous system, the gut, uh, just all the systems, just kind of, it's all like a domino effect. And um, yeah, it's like being on a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, if you're on a roller coaster 24 seven, I mean, it's really fun, but it also is obviously like a big rush for the body all the time. Um, so yeah, I, it is a, a big passion for me and I sense it. So I sense adrenal burnout. This is like the funny thing after really going through uh, severe burnout um, myself. Like I, I sense it in other people <laughs> going on around me I, um, because as women, we're just, we're on the rise, you know, we're given, we're being given such an amazing opportunity right now with social media. Women are natural communicators, nurturers, connectors, and, the world is just, it's just our oyster shell right now. And we, we have so much available and we want to do it all. And it's so much fun, but it's like, when do we stop? Like, that's the the biggest question for me Mm -hmm. when you're an entrepreneur, like, when do you go home and like, let the day go? When do you get off the ride? It's like, we constantly are able to create. And, um, this is all creating, a storm of adrenaline that it's just kind of, it's setting ourselves up to just kind of for the straw to break, (laughs) you know, it's like we're doing all this stuff, but then that one straw can break and everything can crash (laughs) around us very easily when we're not regulating ourselves. Because it sounds like all of us. (laughs) I'm like, do we all yeah, have adrenal uh, Yeah, I think we do, <laughs> Kelly. Like, and I really, I mean, I say that lightly. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like, oh, we all need to be, like, freaked out about it or anything. Mm-hmm. But it, it is, like, I do believe it's kind of a modern epidemic of sorts. It's just this underlying adrenal fatigue. Well, um, when I was talking to someone the other day, I can't even remember. Oh, I was talking to Andy Scarborough, which, oh my gosh, you two would just love each other. She's um, in California. She's a hairdresser and she has crown works, the crystal combs. Oh, yes. And yes. she was on, um, I think, episode two of my podcast. And uh, I just recently met with her in California when I was there for um, the Hair Love Retreat, which was an amazing, amazing event with so many incredible women hairdressers and entrepreneurs. 
and we we got to have some alone time and I was telling her about what was going on with me and how I just like can't figure it out and all of this and she's like well what's what's something that you feel like causes you stress or fear like what really is going on and I felt like the thing that kept coming up to me was urgency I feel Mm -hmm. like everything that I do now with business and like this is my own like I'm just sharing a lot now hi guys (laughs) this is it (laughs) (laughs) but here we are (laughs) yeah here we are um because on the outside it appears you know it can appear differently um, because there's success and there's progression, but you know, behind the scenes, I'm still on my own journey of trying to be better and feel better and find a harmonious balance of, of living and working and, you know, doing all the things. And something that kept coming up to me was feeling so much pressure to get things done quickly, to manifest so fast to always be putting something out new and just not this slow progression which that's been my whole life it's like oh I'm gonna open a salon zoop okay let's do it in two months (laughs) I'm gonna start a podcast okay let's do that tomorrow all right (laughs) and and I love it because that's the the hard part it's like it's like you're saying it's so much excitement and it's so it's so cool to be able to create these things and provide these tools to share with other people. But for me, I kept feeling like I got to do it now. I'm going to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and finish editing this because I want to put it out next week instead of slowly waiting and maybe putting it out in three weeks or, (laughs) you know, just things like that. And so I feel like that's a common thing that if you're listening probably you might deal with this too because it's just part of our culture it's like Mm -hmm. get it done get it done fast if you don't somebody else will don't miss your opportunity be the yes man always say yes never say no take every opportunity that comes your way and it's 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 hard yeah it is and it's like the question of it's hard uh, to slow down i'll say that again it's hard to slow down without slowing down Mm-hmm. It gets hard to just take that self care without feeling like you're missing out. Yeah, yeah, and it's the question, like you're saying, Kelly, of like success versus failure for ourselves, and it's just, it's. I think we are just the in the modern world being presented with that model. Just it's in our face all the times. It's like literally right on our phone, on Instagram on Facebook you know it's like we see it um it's like the city that never sleeps you know and like we're in it we live in it and at any point in time at any hour of the night day you can go on these apps and the world is bustling and people are hustling and everyone's going for it and it can feel so chaotic really Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, th- that was, that was major for me. And it was, it's crazy looking back on my own story, I guess you could say, <laughs> of what I experienced, just how it was literally like my body started to show signs of major burnouts, mm-hmm. um, at the peak of achieving my greatest dreams Mm. like I had just received an international award for microblading um being recognized by one of the top schools in the world and that was everything I had worked for Mm -hmm. and desired and you know it it was my greatest dream and I remember the morning that I received that award and I was I was called and told about it. It was the weirdest feeling. It was like I had this feeling of just extreme joy. And at the same time, it was almost like emptiness and sadness because everything I had been working for, I just suddenly was like, I I don't know what to do now. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, it was like I had 
everything. It, there's just like such a pinnacle of, in my own mind, what success looked like and what it was going to be for me. And in my career, I had achieved that quite quickly. It all happened very fast and I didn't know how to integrate it. Um, even in my own business, I was completely overwhelmed by the demand for my work. And this was all, you know, and people used to tell me, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> you know, when I would be like, I'm so like, I don't know how to manage this. I don't, I was struggling to actually manage my business. Um, and everyone was kind of like, Oh, that's great. That's great. But inside I, I very much internalized that success and not knowing how to, how to deal with it. And I think we all, no matter where we are, like I, my version of success is my own, you know, it was like, it was things that other people, you know, oh, to get an award for microblading, like, big, you know, it's like, that was my own piece of the pie, you know, and for some reason, it just, it did, it meant everything to me, and to have clients just, like, consistently and being booked out, you know, all these things were in place, and from the outside, looking in, you would think, she's got it really good, like, no one would ever know that I was actually struggling internally so greatly. And um, and like you said, Kelly, when you're trying to implement diet and you're trying all these things, like I was doing everything. Like even at that time, I was like, take, I was doing lots of yoga. I was doing lots of deep breathing and getting Reiki and doing sound healing practices. And I was just taking the herbs. I'm like, doing everything I really knew to do, grabbing all the tools for my box, but I was still going in a downward spiral. Mm. And that's what the most fascinating thing to me is about the adrenal connection and just where our own bodies are really calling us. Because, you know, from Instagram, when you look at my work, like, it's a lot of food. <laughs> like there's a lot of nutritional protocol. It's like all about the food. And, um, but if you look deeper into what I'm sharing, I think you kind of, see that in me that it's I believe in the food I believe in all these protocols but I think even deeper than that it's really about getting to the core of our own sense of security of slowing down and like knowing how to do that which is all in our minds and that's not as easy <laughs> you know um, so that's the hard I think that's the hard hitter is like food is the support we need, like the healthy food, the right food. It's the support we need to get ourselves when we are um, strapped and stretched. But we also need to, you know, look at the way that we're, the pulse that we're living by, the rhythm that we're following. And um, that's been probably the trickiest part because it's different for all of us, you know. It's such a, it's like an oxymoron to say, I'm so dedicated to yoga and meditation and crystals and Reiki and all these things that are supposed to get us out of these places. You are still going like down and like, what do you mean by that? Like how, what, what is that experience like? So if other people are kind of feeling that same way where they're like grasping for any kind of solution and it's just not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like oxymoron. It doesn't really, and it didn't make sense to me either. Like this doesn't make sense. I'm literally doing, and this is what's always in my mind. I am literally doing everything perfectly. Like it doesn't make sense that all of these things aren't working. Um, and when you really look at, you know, the energy behind that, what's driving that, it's just like, it's trying to hang on to things that you can't it's like grasping at what is and so for me that looks like the life I have built for myself um grasping to keep it the same to keep being able to live that life to um be able to run my business the way I was to see clients the way that I was um to be engaged in my relationship and my marriage the way that I was um just I mean everything it was like I didn't, it was like my body was, I was trying to fix my body so that I could like live this life and live this 
vision of what I thought life should be. And it was like, no, like my body basically just pushed me into a place of like, no, like this, like how you're living, the pulse of what you're living, the things that you are maybe chasing, maybe, uh, you know, there's something off. Like, and it was, I, I really, I mean, I'll say with, in regards to adrenal related issues, um, the healing for me didn't start to happen until I really surrendered to losing everything, Mm. you know, and that was the hardest thing because up until that point, I was really just trying to hang on to everything and I was refusing to let it go, which just, you know, it was constantly just, it was creating more stress. Um, Trying to fix myself was kind of the intention behind doing a lot of these Uh, modalities the holistic modalities was trying to fix myself feeling like I was broken you know it was kind of coming from that space of fixing and I need to get better as soon as possible like I can't be held back um and it's just it was like a slow process of like this is where you are (laughs) this is just you know for myself like just hearing that like this be where you are like what if you lose all of this? What will you be? Are you okay? If you can, if you lose your business, if you lose, you know, the relationships that you love the most, um, what's left? You know, it was really like pushing me to a rock bottom uh, kind of place, and that was where I was eventually in, in the in some moments able to let go and just be like, okay, well, what would life look like if I didn't, if I wasn't sitting on top of the world anymore? know if I was just a normal (laughs) person you know that you know what it's it was um I don't know I still I guess I still struggle to put it all into words because in a lot of ways I'm still learning through it you know and figuring out why like why is it that you can have one person who follows a specific diet and does everything perfect um, and they get better real quick. Their symptoms subside and they're all good. And then you have another person who does the same thing, but um, their healing might be slower. You know, there might be other things going on that we have to look at, I, I feel. So do you think that those things that we have to look at are pretty much all just in our head, all just in our mind? Definitely. Yeah, Concepts, I, do. Ideas, I do. This whole way of, you know, your thoughts becoming like so attached to your thoughts instead of just the moment. And this, this idea that we put ourselves in this box of this is what it should look like. And this is how I want it to be. And this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do instead of just, like you said, like surrender to it all and be like, you know what, this is where we are right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay with I'm okay with whatever happens next. Um, it's such an interesting concept, and you're right. It's really, really hard to put into words, which is probably why there's not that many words about it. And when you do read them, like, you know, books like Eckhart Tolle or, like, I know that we both really love Ram Das, it's you can't even understand what they're saying until you understand or until you surrender to it. And be like, okay, well, now I'm open to this wisdom of detaching from these thought processes of control of our ego, literally just trying to control every step of the way. If I eat this food, then this is going to happen. If I meditate every day, then this should happen because they said so. And you're just like waiting for it to happen instead of allowing it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just... Like now, more than ever, I think it's important to honor that we're like literally feeding our minds 24 7 mm-hmm. with a bunch of yes. labels um, of how, you know, it's, it's like when we look at lifestyles now, I mean, we're just surrounded with all of these ideal lifestyles and what that looks like. And I think that's really damaging um, to our minds mm-hmm. because we're always trying to kind of put ourselves in a box to a degree. I think we all kind of do that just so that we have some security in place <laughs> within ourselves to yeah. understand ourselves. But 
But yeah, I think it also really disconnects us, which is why I really, I don't really like the labels, even in the nutritional world, like Mm. um, being vegan or paleo or keto and like all these different things. It's like health is the new uh, way to be a perfectionist. And it's, I don't believe food was ever meant to be treated that way. You know, in our mind, we're supposed to be way more fluid. Um, but it does. I, I think you're so right, Kelly, that it starts. It starts in the mind and uh, kind of trickles down, <laughs> trickles down from there. That's, it, I'd, I never really have thought about this way. This is kind of interesting. <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those things that as we keep progressing with technology and like you said, we're just consuming. We just consume all day long. And now that I was talking about this in another episode, you can see how often you're on your phone and like how many hours you're spending on certain apps and stuff. I don't know if you've ever looked at yours, but I about threw up when I <laughs> when I looked at mine. I was like, I haven't seen there that. There <laughs> is no way that I was on Instagram for four hours, but yeah. I was. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's the real deal. Oh my god, it blew. <laughs> my mind this happened I discovered this little gem because I'm you know believe it or not I'm really technology challenged because (laughs) not like my kids are going to know how to do everything they're going to be like oh let me just put this computer to microchip together like mom's how easy I'm like what What?" (laughs) (laughs) but you know we grew up playing like uh you know Amazon or what was it the trail Oregon trail and like Billy the kid or whatever it is it's like I didn't have all of this complexity. So I've had to learn as I go. And I feel like sometimes I just, I just don't even understand how it got to this place of, it's almost like an addiction. It's like a, it's like a, a, uh, it's like a sensory addiction. I just want to be stimulated. Maybe that has something to do with a sense of urgency issue. If I unplugged, Mm -hmm. but it's this double-edged sword, right? can't unplug if you're trying to build a business because you need to be have a you know this is kind of an oxymoron too you have to have a presence online so that people can connect with you but you in the same sense lose some of your presence in the quote-unquote like real world yeah because we're just so in it in this like vortex in the matrix <laughs> it is the matrix all the time. <laughs> It's okay. This is getting like really out there, but (laughs) our minds are in our minds are present, but not in this physical world. They're like present somewhere else, which creates like this strange concept of reality, which is probably why we start to like believe that we should dress this way. We believe that we should eat this way or we need to be a vegan to fit in or we need to be uh, hanging out or following or commenting on these people's whatever to be, you know, liked or accepted. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really strange. Yeah. And, you know, for, <laughs> have you heard of um, Gabrielle Taylene? She does Hippie Lane. She's a, it's a book that she wrote, um, but she's like a big food stylist basically and she's just like a total food artist like she's um her pictures are just really beautiful you know she takes pictures of like awesome cake and ice cream and you're like that looks you know it's just like pretty food um but she's she's a definitely in the spotlight um and she wrote a really awesome blog post actually about a lot of this recently where she was basically reflecting um, and I related so much. And I was like, God, thank God someone's actually talking about this mm-hmm. from um, a, a, like a high powered position um, mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, I refuse to mold myself to the trends just to get likes and mm-hmm. to be accepted here in this virtual <laughs> matrix pretty much. And she just, She's reflecting on that and um it did it made me think too like instagram is it's basically like being in a casino all the time <laughs> and <laughs> it's like the stimulation of those and i mean it's it's definitely 
a thing. Like we respond to those chemicals. They're like the most addictive chemicals on the entire planet. The the chemicals that we make just by feeling connected and creative and stimulated with other people. And uh, no doubt we look at other people who have those things and compare ourselves and want that. Like, oh, we would feel really good if we were, you know, super accepted and our numbers are higher and you know all these things that we start to connect to what it what is it to be successful in today's world it's like changed so much even from like five ten years ago like that's changed a lot I love how you shared the other day on your Instagram that the numbers went down to a different spot except mine haven't how come mine haven't done that oh yeah why do um, I still have to look at it <laughs> it's it will it will it's just, you know what they do like Instagram is weird and they just roll out changes to certain random profiles you know um and they haven't implemented it fully because I think they're kind of messing with things like from what I've read they you know they do this a lot like do you remember when we got when we all got highlights but like not everyone had them and some people it took like months for them to finally get the highlight feature yes and music on the stories yes exactly like one of my because you guys so I have you know I have my aura account and I have beautiful and I have free your glow so I have the like I have a lot of accounts that I run so that's how I, I see like some of my accounts have the updated features and some don't actually so even all within my one app like some some of my for your glow account is the one that's updated but the rest aren't so it's kind of funny like just to see how they mess with the changes um little by little I think they test things to see how people respond um before they start like introducing it to the masses you know yeah it's you know in this this conversation it's funny because I know we were like gonna we were just going to be talking about nutrition but I think this stuff is actually even more important than that because um like you're saying you know you have to be present uh to grow your business there's so much opportunity but yeah it's a machine (laughs) the Instagram is a machine it's a multi-billion dollar machine and uh I think we have to keep that in mind that they are no dummies and they know how it works. They know how to keep you on the app, you know? And uh, I think it's just good to be aware of that. Um, Not that it's like some malicious uh, conspiracy or anything, but it's just like, you know, how am I being controlled in my daily life? And, um, And I'll just share too with you, Kelly, like the most powerful thing I feel like I've personally done for my own health, um, aside from just, taking care of myself with diet and uh giving myself that good foundation is just like going through old photographs of myself when I was like a little kid or (laughs) (laughs) like watching um if you have access to like old home videos or just like anything where you can like remember yourself um at a time when none of this stuff mattered at all like who was that person (gasps) Yeah, that's like my favorite meditation. That's my favorite way to like calm myself, relax myself, like anything. Just remember myself because there was a time when none of this stuff was even a thought in my mind. Like it's like life was just going on and that's where I want to be still, you know. That's so Amazing. I guess I never really realized how much I do love that. But every time I met my moms and we bust out little kid pictures, it's so relaxing. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh my god, look how cute I was. Or look how ridiculous we look, but it's hilarious. And it's so funny. Yeah. Like that is you. Like that is you. That's you just totally new to this world before you figured it all out, you know? It is. And, it's so interesting because I have yeah. kids and so watching them grow and change and evolve and just be so free and also seeing how as they're getting older, the con- like how their minds start to become conditioned. And honestly, this, like as a mom, you just want to protect them from that because you know 
this, like the suffering that comes along with it, trying to get back to the place before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying, yeah. Trying to get back to the place before you have all these pre, you know, these preconceived notions of who you should be, what you should do, who you should talk to, what you should look like, what you should be listening to, yada, 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 yada. And getting back to just having fun and going sledding down a hill, hitting <laughs> ramps with no fear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's because now, you know, we just went to the sledding hill and I go to the sledding hill and I'm like that person up at the top going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. oh geez. Oh, please don't do that. Oh, please don't hit that ramp. And they're just like, what, mom? It's fine. It's good. And I'm like, but you could. What if you fell off and you broke your arm and then you tumbled down? And what if you hit your head on the tree? And I'm like, ah. All of a sudden, I've created this whole fearful scenario where they're not afraid at all because they don't. I haven't consumed enough of the negative to realize but you do start to see it. You do start to see them start to have, start to doubt themselves or start to question if people like them or be shy and nervous because, you know, maybe they look different or they're dressed different or something like that. But yeah, just becoming like very aware of themselves mm -hmm. and their place in the world. <laughs> what does this all mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That has to be so cool to watch that and also probably like a really I mean kids are probably a super healing way for you to just connect with your self in that way too just having that innocence around you you know yeah, definitely it definitely pulls me back from some of the seriousness because I'm a Capricorn so I can tend to be a little bit take myself too seriously and be a little bit hard on myself because I'm like we have to get things done we must do this probably why I always feel like this urgency but being around them they're like mom who cares whatever it's fine yeah. I'm like oh. <laughs> just it, do it tomorrow mom and yeah. you're like um it really tomorrow is. might not be here yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like <laughs> the cynical <laughs> version of oh you don't know about life but it really does help me to drop back into like that childlike state like you're saying and just be like oh okay like this is fine like it's not even a big deal nothing is a big deal I'm curious to ask you too Callie like what um when it comes to just like taking care of yourself with your mind and like letting go I guess like what do you do what helps you the most I would say definitely meditation and it's taken me a long time to be able to meditate and not judge myself for what I think it should be too. I have to say that because when I first started doing meditation, it was like, this isn't working. I'm thinking about things. I can't stop thinking. I think I'm going to quit meditating. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it just didn't okay. feel like it was working. But what I've realized is it's the dedication to the practice that is the meditation for me. It's the dedicating myself to sitting alone with those thoughts and not judging if they're really nasty to myself or to other people, if they're really um, negative about a situation uh, or if I feel really sad and just allowing whatever comes up to be the sign of what I need to heal or whatever I need to um, maybe go a little deeper with. And that has been my, my greatest um, gift in healing for sure is facing things um, without judging them. And that's, that's kind of how my meditation is. And I do some guided meditations and, and things like that with other people to introduce it. But when I'm doing it privately and personally, it's so different. And I don't think that it's something that you could never share. Like, I don't think that it's something you can put into words other than what I just tried to. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's this process of not quitting. It's this process of keep 
on going back to what feels painful and almost looking at it so much that it breaks it apart. It like explodes it. Feelings that aren't needed anymore. It's like a I'm trying to think of how to compare it to something other than something gross like popping a pimple. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it doesn't need to be there anymore. But it's kind of like that game operation where you keep going back and you're like trying to keep it really. You're trying to stay so focused to pick apart the pieces that you need to remove. And that attention to detail and focus are what has been like my my best like letting go practice is just keep going back keep going back keep going back keep looking at it and I feel like that's how I let go personally I love it that's awesome because I love what you said about it it's kind of um you know it's not really so much about the meditation as much as it is about showing up it's like Mm -hmm. the space between the music where you're like yes because I feel that too and especially when you're bringing up um urgency and feeling this like constant urgency of like like to me when I think about for myself what that is when I feel that like I literally experience that as a physiological response as well as a mental response but I can like feel like to me urgency I feel it as my day begins in the morning, like when I wake up, I start to feel the chemicals start to rush my body. I start to feel my adrenaline kicking in. I start to feel my mind, but my mind starts to go and it's like really fun. It's like getting on the ride for the day, mm-hmm. but it's a constant practice for me to slow that sense of urgency down to stop those chemicals. And that's actually stopping that addiction to just mm-hmm thinking and going and doing I think that's the hardest thing is to just sit down to just make yourself stop and say like I am gonna do this practice today Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna sit here like that is to me the most challenging thing and I think it's cool you bring that up Um, there's a quote somewhere and I can't remember who said it and honestly I don't even know exactly what it is but to paraphrase it the thing that we're most addicted to is thinking yeah. We're most addicted to <laughs> thinking above anything else. We're addicted to that like stream that the mind has. And so through meditation, it's it's less about making them all go away, but being aware of them, aware of all of the thoughts and removing yourself from them and just allowing them to be there because they're not ever going to stop. So it's like that's been kind of, the most understanding that I've had is it's not trying to eliminate, but trying to allow. And like, we're not ever going to not have a thought because we have brains and that's what their job is to do. And we get so addicted to tapping into that instead of removing, like watching it happen instead of being it. There was another quote. Oh my gosh. I wish I had these written down because they're so good. But uh, it said, Just sink into the page and stop being the story. My great aunt actually wrote several books, and that is from one of her books called Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. It's like, just be, just be, instead of trying to, like, follow all those thoughts and try to make sense of them all, because they don't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're just It doesn't. It doesn't. And when you follow your thought, it is, it's like... It's like the engagement with our minds. Like we're so used to engaging with all the thoughts that come. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, and yeah, like if that, what if meditation isn't no thought or bliss or peace, but what if it's just trying not to engage with your thoughts and just letting them be there and just seeing like how much thoughts control us and we can just easily go wherever they want us to go if we're so used to just engaging in them all the time Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really it's like the most simple thing (laughs) it sounds like the easiest thing ever but it's the hardest thing being human (laughs) totally and the other thing that has really helped me is yoga because I always have had like this disconnect with my body even since I was a little kid I don't know if you can (laughs) relate to that but Mm -hmm. I just always felt uh, 
different. Like I didn't feel comfortable in my body, but I didn't understand why or how. And through doing yoga, I felt so much more connected with my body and like owning it and being grateful for it than kind of hating it and being confused by it. You know, you sometimes like look at yourself and you're just like, what is this? Who am I? Like, what? It's kind of an interesting thing when you shift your perspective into that as like looking at yourself in a human form. It's a very strange thing, but I highly recommend that you do that sometime. And what I used to do, and I sometimes still do this, is I'll look in the mirror and just like look at myself, like try not to judge yourself, but just like look at your eyes, like look really deep into your eyes look at your face, look at your whole body and not be like, oh my God, I look so fat right there. Oh my gosh, look at my skin. I look terrible. I look so wrinkly. Oh my gosh, I ugh, I can't believe that I gained five pounds. I just look ridiculous. I'm disgusting. And instead looking at yourself and being grateful that you get to have this body, that we get to be here, that we get to have it carrying us through and, and getting to experience Um, And I learned that through yoga for sure. Like it definitely gave me a a better connection with being grateful for just being able to be alive and and getting to live this life. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was a pretty big like revelation I had because, you know, I think as women and a lot of us, you know, in this time, we just have so many judgments on ourselves that can be easy to just hate everything about yourself even like if you have a long toe I do I have a long toe I used to hate it I'm like ugh, it's disgusting it's weird I don't want to wear sandals <laughs> now I'm like who cares I don't yeah. care um <laughs> it's just so much pressure on that in that um so that is a, is a big one was yoga for sure what are yours what is your mm. what are your best best self-care well, I love, you know, when you talk about the mirror, doing the mirror work, I think that's, that's really, I would say that's probably been a big revelation for me too, as like, because, well, I mean, we both work in the beauty industry, so mm-hmm. we're surrounded by it. We make people look and feel beautiful. Like that's, that's what we want to do and that's what we want to give. And uh, yeah, it is like ironic when we're not actually embodying that ourselves but I always feel like you know I teach what I want to learn the most (laughs) and so um the whole notion of developing confidence um in myself has been a big uh a foundation to a lot of the practices that I do um so for example like when you're talking about using the mirror that's been actually really powerful for me too and it's like taking like in a moment it's especially for me um most powerful if I'm like feeling a lot of things that I don't know what to do with like if I'm feeling frustrated or sad or like you know that disconnect from my body where I'm like really stuck in something um but just to like like you know just to sit there with myself in the mirror and sometimes I'll just like put some music on that will relax um my brain like I love binaural beats that's like a really big um thing for me I feel really connected to music um, to help calm me down so I, I tend to utilize a lot of music um, but yeah I'll just like learning to look at myself but not at my physical body so much but like looking like just to focus on my eyes like to look into myself and into my soul um, and to like look to that energy is really probably the most helpful thing and again that totally coincides again with just remembering being a kid and just remembering what that is because that there is that that part of us all that is just completely timeless and that is wiser than all of this it just is what I feel for myself just transcends a lot of the noise and um that's been really important to me and it's become even more important as a woman um who has you know aspirations and goals um and is also just 
like moving forward in life, like as we get older, like I do not want to be caught up in just a cycle of fixing and hating my body for the rest of time. And when I look at how things are kind of set up for women, um, that's kind of what I see. It's like a really challenging culture for for women most cultures I think are at this time that we're hopefully transforming but it's just this slippery slope of like okay well I guess we had our hurrah of you know our our youth and now we're just getting older and like the beauty industry is very much targeted women to look and feel a certain way and to you know it's and I think it's in all of our minds as women that we start to lose our beauty um, as we get older and always trying to remedy that and fix that. And it's like, I just, I personally don't want to spend my life. I mean, you know, like I've already spent a lot of my life being very critical, but at this point I just, I want to focus on letting that go, you know, Um, and just seeing what's beyond just the physical form, you know? That's been, um, so that's like a, a core, any practice that helps me to remember that is like gold to me, you know, like yoga is really cool and meditation, like all those things that just connect me to more of that place that's real inside that I f- personally feel like isn't going anywhere, um, where everything else is always changing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I would say on a just as a practice those are the things to talk about food even um you know it's really important for me to I always like to take care of um, my adrenals like I'm really big on eating every two hours like I graze all day on food Um, I always have food with me um that really helps to keep me connected for one to my body I feel like eating does connect me and bring me back to myself but it also is like sustaining you know it's really important for adrenals to be constantly giving ourselves the minerals and the glucose um that we need so that our adrenals aren't overproducing all the time um so I like to make eating uh, like a ritual and I try really hard to not be doing a lot of things while I'm eating like to just be present to myself eating (laughs) you know that's um that's not always possible, but it's really cool when I'm able to do that. I feel like I'm more connected, you know, to my body too in that way and in the moment. That's such a good point because sometimes we just eat like aimlessly. And I think we talked about this last time we talked and I, I wrote it in the blog, which by the way, if you're listening, there is an amazing blog on my website that um, Elena and I had a call this summer, this past summer. And I wrote a blog about three ways that you can uh, take care, better care of yourself energetically and physically that Elena gave us tips on. So you should totally go check that out. She gave us some great tips over there as well. This has been amazing. I feel like I could talk to you for like three, I know, three I more know, hours. Because... I'm like, oh my God, it's already been an <laughs> hour. Know. How? How? I know. I know. This is awesome, Kelly. Thank you. Yes. Thank for you having so me. much. This has been just amazing. And I think so many little golden nuggets in this episode, for sure, that uh, I think a lot of people will relate to definitely in in, um, our day-to-day lives as women and just humans in general trying to just play this game. This whole conversation, actually, to Kelly, like coming on here today, I really haven't talked much about my the big picture of my journey with um you know what goes on inside and just how it affects our bodies and even my own personal story like I I haven't talked about that out loud and you know today before we got on this call I kind of made a commitment to myself that if it came up in our conversation to go there like to not be afraid to just be real about it um, because if there's something, there's a major thread of something I'm learning lately is that what is the most personal to us and the things that we feel like we have, they're like ashamed about and that we have no idea how to really vocalize. Like it's usually what's most universal to mm. so many of us, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, yeah, like it's, it is, it's tough to talk about this stuff. And I think it's really cool. You, 
provide a platform, you know, where we can be real um, yeah. about what's what's helping, what's not, um, just talk about our experiences. Um, so that was super cool. And I figure anyone who's still hanging in there listening to this um, might be relating on some level, you know. Oh, absolutely. So it's so funny cool. how we all think we're so special or unique or different or an outcast or we don't fit in. And when we really start having these conversations, like we didn't have a plan going in for this <laughs> episode. I'm like, let's just see where it goes. <laughs> and when that happens and, and people are really present and vulnerable and authentic, and thank you so much for just being open to share. And I think so many more people just realize how similar we all really are. And there's a sense of relief that comes with that. It's almost like a form of meditation. It's a form of letting go, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing parts of ourselves that we are afraid to say because we're afraid of being judged or we're ashamed of you know, how we feel. And it's so healing for the, the collective consciousness of the world to get that out there in a way that's not in fear in a way that's just exposing and releasing because it allows so many other people to do the same it's almost like giving permission it's it's like here I am this is it and I'm not attached to it anymore so you don't have to be either and it's really powerful it's really powerful yeah for sure Kelly think you're right and yeah this has been awesome thank you so much for doing this today (laughs) yeah it was great I love it so much um I will go ahead and put in the show notes all of the ways you can find Elena because she's got some amazing stuff to offer um and I'll totally link the blog too so you can check out her free your glow 28 day cleanse are you guys doing that still is that something you yeah. do sit, like in a cycle or yeah we do um so we do provide uh, some friends and I started uh, that I actually met through the Instagram community um who were doing the same kind of thing um to heal their bodies um we all connected and started a coaching program um which we run seasonally so like once every season we have one coming up um this winter and then a bigger one in the spring that we do Um, but it's just basically one big high raw nutritional cleanse that we all do together, um, with a focus on being more present and mindful and doing a lot of good self-care for ourselves. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. So I will connect all of that stuff for everyone who's been listening to this episode. So you guys can check her out and all the things she has to offer. And thank you, Elena, again, for being on. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Likewise, girl. You're amazing. Love you right back. 